Good Morning Pensacola, Andrew McKay and the Pensacola Morning News starts right now. for whom and Tallahassee in the house right down the road in the panhandle capital all right so vice president harris was here yesterday on the 50th anniversary of the roe versus wade uh, decision it's just kind of weird to think about because decisions now on big cases always come out in june or july but you know 1973 that one came out in january and, of course, it's the first time since that decision was handed down that that decision is not in effect. Right? I mean, for people who are pro-abortion, it's—which, I'll talk about that in a second. Uh, but for people who are pro-choice or pro-abortion, not the same, but anyway, I'll talk about that in a second. Um, it, this is like mourning the passing of a beloved family member. You know, it was always birthday celebrations every year, and now, uh, you know, the decision is dead. And it's left up to the states, which, of course, was kind of the theme of her entire talk was that, you know, we now are in a completely new era where women's rights and women's bodies are not respected. And the government tells you what you can do. And it's the end of freedom and on and on. You know, it's kind of the the theme of her speech. I say um, pro-abortion because it was kind of interesting. The PNJ, I have not I had not seen this before. But it was an interesting moment because the PNJ's article on the local protests, you know, lots of lots of folks across the country were protesting on this the first time that the uh, Roe versus Wade decision anniversary fell and when it was not in effect anymore. Um, their description on that, they didn't have an article write up of it, but they had like a photojournalist, uh, John Blackie, had uh, taken some photos and had written up. And his write up and also the headline of the of the Facebook link to the online page was, pro-abortionists hold a bigger than row rally in downtown Pensacola. And I thought that was interesting because it's not typical of news media to describe either side as pro-abortionist or anti-abortionist. I don't particularly mind the anti, as a pro-lifer, I don't particularly mind the anti-abortion. I mean, we're anti-abortion and they're pro-abortion. I mean, you know, I think these are actually fair terms, but what we have taken historically is pro-choice for, for the pro-abortion and uh, pro-life for the anti-abortion, right? And the distinction, if you want to squabble about it, and, you know, words do matter, but the, the, the reason these terms matter is because people who are against abortion think it's bad and it ought to be illegal. Right. Okay. People, people who are in favor of abortion think that it's good and ought to be legal. Abortion is a little bit of an unusual topic because there's that in the middle category. And the in the middle category is people who say that abortion is bad, but they can't tell somebody else not to have it. What you might call a tolerance point of view. Right. That's the position that says that uh, abortion is awful. I wouldn't choose it. Nobody should choose it. But I'm not going to force other people to live by my religious morality, which is what people who are pro-choice typically say. Now, a lot of people claim to be pro-choice when they're actually pro-abortion. You know, they think abortion is an effective, useful solution to many situations. 
right? So people aren't honest about what their names are. They're not, they don't really understand the categories very well. I just thought it was interesting because typically for, I don't know, gosh, at least 20 or 30 years, the positions have been described as pro-life and pro-choice. And then here you have this uh, PNJ article where they're talking about them as anti and pro-abortion repeatedly. Okay. Repeatedly on, on that. And it wasn't a right written. It was a, you know, how you write a caption for the photo kind of thing. And that was the caption on the photo. And I thought that was interesting. It is interesting also that recently, I think it's uh, AP and typically their style leaders for the rest of the news industry have started dis- started saying pro-choice and anti-abortion, which is, you know, you either call the groups what the groups call themselves or you call them the philosophical label that you think is an accurate description of the, but you can't pick and choose, right? You can't, I mean, I, I, there's other examples you can pick, but you can't, Say your label is going to be the one you use for one side, and then the other label you're going to use is going to be the one that the side prefers, right? You kind of have to go with one paradigm or the other. Yeah, I just thought it was interesting and something that you don't see very often uh, in news media, so just kind of an odd observation. Anyway, back to Kamala Harris speaking in Tallahassee yesterday on the 50th anniversary. We are here together because we collectively believe and know America is a promise. America is a promise. It is a promise of freedom and liberty. Not for some, but for all. What's interesting about that is if you are a pro-lifer like me, you say, yeah, exactly. (laughs) You know, a promise of liberty for all, including the baby. Right? I mean, that's exactly what we believe, is that there is a liberty and a life in the baby. And so we believe ourselves to be the ones who are protecting the for all part, whereas we believe that uh, pro-choicers or pro-abortions, depending on which term you prefer, are actually violating the rights of some. But she goes on. A promise we made in the Declaration of Independence that we are each endowed with the right to liberty and the pursuit of happiness. That is, I, I want to say perhaps because the, uh, you know, the cautionary understater in me wants to say perhaps, but that might be the worst representation of a historical document by an elected official that I have ever heard. Listen to it again. Okay, so you know what the declaration actually says in paragraph two. It's not paragraph one, by the way. Paragraph one is when in the course of human events it becomes necessary. Okay, that's paragraph one. Paragraph two, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator, that's a crucial part of the document, with certain unalienable rights, that among these are, what are they? Say it with me. What are they? That among these are life. (laughs) liberty and the pursuit of happiness, right? That's the first line of the second paragraph of the Declaration of Independence. Okay, so endowed by their creator, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, which, by the way, is property in the Constitution and was originally property, but they thought that the pursuit of happiness would sell better, basically, you know, was more persuasive as a get get them riled up document, which is what the Declaration of Independence was meant to be. Anyway, so life, liberty, and either property or the pursuit of happiness. Now, listen again to what she says. A promise we made in the Declaration of Independence that we are each endowed with the right 
to liberty and the pursuit of happiness. Wow. She specifically omits life for obvious reasons, because you can't say life without raising the question of where does it exist and in whom does it reside and under what protections should it also be considered legally. And she doesn't say by creator. Because once you start talking about by the creator, which is where rights come from, then you have to ask awkward questions about, well, you know, okay, by whom? Who is that? And what does that being say about those rights? Because you can't say the rights come from God without asking the question, well, what rights does God believe in? What rights does God give us? And what do they include? Which, of course, life and care about the child in the womb. We know that the Bible is overwhelmingly pro-life, despite what pro-choice Christians, and I'll say there are some, that's fine. You can be confused about the implications of your theology, even if you have the salvation necessary to make you part of the group. Um, the, the point is, she deliberately omits, or she's stupid, which I don't think Kamala Harris is stupid. So she's quoting the Declaration of Independence and omitting parts at the same time. You know, the take that oath, the tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. She was a DA, right? Um, that's perjury. <laughs> If she were under oath to say it that way. But I continue. Be clear. These rights were not bestowed upon us. They belong to us as Americans. I, I could do a seminar on, how, on the mistakes in this speech. I guess I am. Um, they, they were, in fact, bestowed upon us by God. <laughs> or you could say they inhere in us at creation once we exist, which is, again, the point. But no, this part. They belong to us as Americans. No, 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 no. As humans. As humans prior to being Americans. The Declaration of Independence was before we were Americans. We were still in revolution against the Brits, right? That was as humans. And all humans have these rights. Otherwise, the document means nothing. They're not based on us being Americans. They're based on us being endowed by our creator. It's, like I said, for somebody who is, again, not dumb, this is an amazingly bad example of political theological reasoning. It's crazy bad. And it is that freedom and liberty that enabled generations of Americans to chart their own course and decide their own future with, yes, ambition and aspiration. Yeah, I don't have anything to say about that one. I just wanted to play some of the rest of the speech because it was boring. Uh, <laughs> but that's, you know, she said that. And then here goes. Here's one that is a little bit more interesting. Therein lies the strength of our nation. And since our founding, we have then been... What? On a march forward. Wait, what now? We have then been uh, fine, whatever. on a march forward to fully realize our promise to complete the unfinished work to secure freedom and liberty for all. Yeah. yeah. All humans. <laughs> That's exactly the pro-life position is for all. See, the, the left likes to style itself as continually expanding the realm of human rights and protections and dignities and the way we honor being human. And of course, on the right, what we think is, and we used to honor that by protecting children from these horrific procedures. And now that Roe versus Wade has been overturned, we are 
slowly, one state at a time, getting back to that protection. Because this is a balancing test between the interests of the child and the interests of the mother. This is not a one side only. For a while there, we didn't recognize the rights of the children, and now we are recognizing them again. That's, you know, so we actually view ourselves as the ones who are re expanding the recognition of human rights. And she goes on to talk about, you know, all the movements over history that have done this. Um, and look, the left can claim. I don't know if you want to call it the left, but uh, certainly there are expansions. I mean, women's suffrage, for example, is one of the ones that she mentioned. And that's fine. Of course. Absolutely. Uh, The founding document didn't get everything right. You know, the compromise with regards to slaves or which is not much of one um, or the non-recognition of women as political citizens. That's also certainly a failure of the original document. But she goes on to talk about, you know, the Supreme Court taking away this fundamental right and Joe Biden is going to protect these rights, especially. And how dare they take these things away? But here's where I particularly thought that it was, again, back to the if you're writing a speech like this, you've got to you should write it in such a way that it's not so obvious from your critics point of view, which would be me, uh, that what you're saying is so mistaken. If so-called leaders claim to be, quote, I quote, on the vanguard of freedom. Talking about Florida now. While they dare to restrict the rights of the American people and attack the very foundations of freedom. But of course, what we believe is we're preserving the foundations of freedom by preserving religion and also by preserving the right to life, one of the key fundamental uh, consequences of believing in that. And then she ended in a really weird place. Uh, Just odd to land it this way. I'll play it for you. Today, I invite all Americans to join us and to remember... When we fight, we win. Thank you all. May God bless you and may God bless America. Thank you all. Now, God, you're talking about? Anyway, um, (laughs) he was part of the declaration. Um, Interesting to choose the word fight because I thought the criticism of the Trump speech on January 6th was that he used this violence, warlike fight language and that these things were not acceptable political metaphors anymore which I always said they were. And I think this ending is perfectly fine, perfectly normal for political discourse because everybody understands that fight politically or spiritually does not mean fight with weapons. But, okay. So there you go. That's Kamala Harris in Tallahassee yesterday. 524 on News Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew McKay. As the new year unfolds, here's another reason to buy your new Volkswagen from Piedmore Imports in Pensacola. How about over $1,000 off MSRP on the 2022 Volkswagen Tiguan? These VW SUVs with third row seats are priced to move, so hurry and take advantage of these discounted prices on a limited quantity of the 2022 VW Tiguan. Discounted over $1,000 thousand dollars off msrp and feedmore imports is offering a finance rate of 3.9 percent apr up to 36 months on select 2023 models including the vw taos tiguan atlas cross and atlas suv plus military discounts of 500 are always available when you buy your new volkswagen from feedmore imports on new warrington road feedmore imports they're not in car city so you won't pay car city prices 106 new warrington road just up the street from NAS Pensacola. Special APR rates for qualified credit through BCI. See dealer for details.
It's game day at Jim's house, and the spread is impressive. Mike's already done some damage with the hot wings, and now he's dropping back and going deep for another slice of pizza. I sure hope he brought the Pepto. Mike knows that Pepto-Bismol provides fast, five-symptom relief from unexpected stomach upsets. He's no rookie. (laughs) The way he's throwing back those nachos, he's the GOAT. Be ready for game day with Pepto-Bismol. When you have nausea, heartburn, indigestion, upset stomach, diarrhea. Use as directed. Keep out of reach of children. This morning at 10, join Todd Thompson, President and CEO of Greater Pensacola Chamber of Commerce on the Pensacola Expert Panel for the Chamber Connection Show. His guest will be Carol Carlin about the inaugural All Together Women's Business Event, where you'll learn about Pensacola's leading business women, how they succeeded in business, world, and life. It's the Chamber Connection Show this morning at 10 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Better sleep can change your life. That's because sleep is a core pillar of health, just like nutrition and exercise. So if you're not getting enough of it, ZQL invites you to take our Better Sleep to Better Health Challenge. Get weekly sleep tips and explore how ZQL, the world's number one sleep aid brand, can help you. ZQL's Better Sleep to Better Health Challenge. Visit ZQL.com. Find ZQL at Walmart or Walmart.com and start your journey to better sleep today. Tune in to News Radio Pensacola on the FM dial at 92.3 and 95.3. Listen on the AM dial at 1620. What's wrong? Could be nothing. Could be the stench of unfathomable evil. I've never really even considered the uh, what's the service where you call you, you get a hold of the celebrities and they record stuff for you. Oh, that's a uh, cameo. Cameo. Yeah. yeah. You want me to do you one? No, 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 Man, no, I love no. Cameo. But Patrick Warburton, you know, would be. Oh, sure. You know, yeah. On my celebrity audio wish list. You know, he'd be one of them mm-hmm. for sure. I bet he's expensive. So. I, yeah, I would you know. think. Yeah. I, I, mean, I would think so. You know, in demand. You're get right? Kamala Harris. No, just kidding. <laughs> Four cents. Um, David, David Wayne is in the newsroom this morning with our headlines. David. Well, President Biden selecting Jeff Zients as his new chief of staff. This is uh, reported by the Washington Post, confirmed by a couple of anonymous sources that uh, are apparently familiar with the decision. Uh, current chief of staff, Ron Klain, expected to step down in the next few weeks. Police- Zients has been the guy who was running the COVID team, right? I believe so, I think yeah. he, was, he was one who was always like the... The, the ringleader of the code, not the presenter, but the guy who was kind of organizing those right. meetings is what I remember. I believe so, yeah. Um, and police now hailing a couple of civilians as heroes for disarming that suspect in uh, the mass shooting in Southern California yesterday or over the weekend. Los Angeles County Sheriff's Office uh, says that these two unnamed people wrestled a pistol with, of course, they describe an extended large-capacity magazine as well. Uh, Authorities identified 72-year-old Hugh Con Tran as the Asian man who opened fire near the Lunar New Year celebration. And this was at a dance studio in Monterey Park. Ten people died. And uh, I don't know if anybody still sends out actual physical letters or not, but if you do and you have to go buy stamps. The question is, in the post-COVID world, do they lick the envelope anymore? Just saying. Go ahead. That's true. Well, you may notice if you have to go buy stamps, if you still send real letters, you're going to notice a cost increase. They've gone up. 
60 cents to 63 cents this week. Wow. For a letter? Yeah. A regular stamp. Yep. I know. The, oh. the last I checked in, they were in the 50s somewhere or other. Oh, my so. goodness. <laughs> it just keeps like they keep raising the it's price. It's still amazing, though. You can send something from here to Timbuktu it, for 60 cents. It you know? is. Well, Pretty, not, Timbuktu. not Timbuktu. but yeah. We, we got you. Well, oh. somewhere. Walla Walla, Washington. I don't know. <laughs> some no, weird name town. It, I think it is amazing. The, and, and it'll arrive at a time. Office in Timbuktu. And it'll, and it, and it'll really arrive at a time. I don't know what that is or where it is. I just know the Sometime, song. later, eventually, it'll get there, hopefully. <laughs> David, thanks so much for the update. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, that's interesting. I, and I, do, you, do you mail anything ever, Candy? No, I always print out cards? Christmas cards, Christmas and then cards? I never send them. Oh. Yeah, no, I have them. I know. But you guys both have some at my house. Oh, good. Yeah, okay, so uh, you know, ago, a decade or so year. from now, we'll I pick know, up they all got 10. possums. I showed you the picture. It's perfect. <laughs> I just never sent But no, I always mean to. 5.30 on News Radio 92.3. <laughs> I rot. No, that, I mean, I think that for most people, they do their banking online. They pay their so credit easy. cards yeah. online. You know? mm-hmm. um, it, whatever you do, the, about the only thing you really send is like if you're sending somebody... You know, a gift card for their birthday or something or Christmas if you don't see them in person or... Or filling out magazine subscriptions for people you don't like. <laughs> Boom. David, right. what Chick do you have Mittens, coming up, sir? Oh. There's some classes being offered for uh, people with family members with a mental disability. We'll tell you about it after Fox. Fox News. I'm Chris Foster. The man who shot and killed 10 people at a dance studio in Monterey Park, California, Saturday shot and killed himself in a van surrounded by police yesterday, according to the Los Angeles County Sheriff. He says the gunman went armed into a second ballroom. The suspect went to the Alhambra location uh, after he conducted the shooting and he was disarmed uh, by two community members who I consider to be heroes. Sheriff Robert Luna says the motive for the shooting is unknown. The suspects identified a 72-year-old who can tran. Alex Murdoch's trial for his wife and son's murder starts today. Murdoch, a once prominent attorney from a family of lawyers, prosecutors say he shot the two. Murdoch's involvement in various crimes has been alleged, from drug dealing to insurance fraud to tax evasion and murder for hire. Fox's Evan Brown. The NFL conference title games are set. Chiefs, Bengals, and 49ers, Eagles. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning. It's News Radio 923. I'm David Wayne, 43 right now. Partly cloudy in Pensacola, and good morning to you. If you've got a loved one with a mental disability, you might be interested in some free classes that are being offered by the National Alliance on Mental Illness. Now, the Family to Family class is a free eight session course. It's designed for people with loved ones who have a mental health condition. The classes will be starting February 1st, they'll last through mid March. Then, some more classes will be held starting March 6th, then, Registration for these classes will close tomorrow. If you want more information, you contact NAMI, and we've got a phone number for you and a registration link. Both of those are going to be on the news radio website, so check that out. Vice President Kamala Harris spoke here in the panhandle yesterday. She was in Tallahassee speaking to about 1,200 people. It was, of course, the 50th anniversary of the original Roe v. Wade ruling. Harris called for the fight for abortion rights, a fight for freedom. She also uh, Uh, spoke about some education issues here in the state of Florida. A Milton man was taken to the hospital with minor injuries after a single vehicle crash on I-10 on Sunday. Florida Highway Patrol says the 59-year-old driver lost control of his pickup truck because of wet road conditions when he ran off the road and hit a tree. That caused the truck to catch on fire. Firefighters were uh, called to the scene. They were able to put out the flames. The driver taken to the hospital. Right now, no word on his current condition. 
a Dothan, Alabama television meteorologist facing some charges. Andrew Alexander Clark was arrested on Saturday for second degree stalking about a half an hour after uh, he left his broadcast on TV. Punishment uh, on the charges could total up to a year, uh, half a year in jail and a fine. Clark has been working uh, on TV for less than two years and a cantonment man that's also a convicted felon arrested over the weekend after reportedly fleeing from deputies at a convenience store on W Street. 35-year-old Justin Jamal Nettles charged with felony possession of a firearm by a felon, possession of cocaine, and resisting an officer. A deputy reported uh, seeing Nettles at that gas station, but the man then reportedly ran away and was captured after a short foot chase. Deputies say they found a 9mm handgun magazine in Nettles' pocket, a loaded handgun, and a dollar bill with cocaine in it were also found in a vehicle that Nettles had been in. Nettles uh, arrested and later released on 21 thousand dollars bond it is 534 news radio 923 let's get a look at our channel three weather this is meteorologist Brooke richardson with your first morning weather update it's going to be a nice and cool day out there today with temperatures warming near 58 degrees partly cloudy skies lows overnight dropping near 42 for tuesday temperatures warming up near 64 degrees 10 percent chance of some showers through the afternoon as you head overnight tuesday going into wednesday showers and thunderstorms move in a few storms could be strong temperatures overnight tuesday going into wednesday dropping into the mid 50s Stay connected to Channel 3 News First Warning Weather Team. Download the WEAR-TV weather app. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Warning Weather Center. And right now we've got 43 degrees. It is partly cloudy in Pensacola, 47 in Gulf Breeze, and 43 in Milton. Our next news at 6 o'clock. Breaking news anytime it happens. I'm David Wayne, News Radio 92.3. News Radio 92.3. Now it's time to play Which Host Did This? Andrew McKay, Jenna Barr, or Bobby Rossi? This host was shot at by gorillas. Who is it? Time's up. The correct answer is Bobby Rossi. Get to know our local hosts by listening to News Radio 92.3. 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. When you were 18, you spent your spring break in Cancun. The party was legendary, and you speak of it often, even though you don't remember half of it. The geeky kid who sat across from you in math class stayed home, practicing calculus. You made fun of her. A lot. That is, until last year, when you owed the IRS a lot of money and called the certified public accountants at Benakis and Associates. And she answered the phone. Who's laughing now? The number crunchers at Benakis and Associates live and breathe accounting and tax preparation. It's practically in their DNA. When you need to know what the heck a Form 656-PPV is, call Benakis and Associates. When you need a QuickBooks Pro Advisor, call Benakis and Associates. When you need someone who practices long division for fun, call Benakis and Associates. Now in the historic district on 120 South Alkenes and online at flacpas.com. Benakis and Associates. Leave the numbers to the experts. This is Mary with Howard Young Flooring. Shopping for flooring can be a little overwhelming. At Howard Young Flooring, we are here to help you any way we can and answer any questions you may have so that you can make knowledgeable decisions. We understand the importance of each and every customer and would like to thank you for allowing us into your homes. For those we have not met, we hope to see you soon. Visit us today at 4333 Avalon Boulevard in Milton. We look forward to covering your future. 
This is Mike Wiggins. I don't have to tell you that winter can be tough on our lawns and gardens, but there is much to be done, such as planting winter annuals and getting ready for spring. And remember, if you've got lawn and garden questions, we've got the answers on the Garden Line every Tuesday morning from 9 until 10 and 8 to 9 on Saturdays. The Garden Line, only on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Dependable traffic on the fives with local news at the top and bottom of each hour on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. And I can share with you, we could easily meet the underserved and the people that need this the same way we do the CRAs. I've been doing math up here the whole time. And we could save millions of dollars and meet the requirement of 25 and 3 that's out there. And use those additional ARPA funds for septic to sewer, for all these other things that we could use them for. The cost is just excessive for me. No one in this room would have done this project if you didn't have federal funds. Hate the game, don't hate the player. I mean, I'm, I'm just trying to play within the rules and the framework that we have. We got this federal money. Um, whether or not we agree with whether it should have been appropriated, uh, that's a different discussion, but the money's here. This is Mike Kohler talking at a meeting recently of the Escambia County Commission when they were discuss- discussing the broadband for the rural parts of North Escambia County and trying to find a provider who's going to deliver that service. We talked about this extensively when it had happened. Mike Kohler, the first voice saying, listen, we shouldn't spend the money this way. We should find another way to use that money because we can do this better. And uh, it shouldn't have been appropriated this way in the first place. It's wasteful and horrible. And Jeff Bergage saying, well, look, the money's there. We might as well use it. Don't hate the game. Hate or Don't hate the player. Hate the game. Of course, the question is, is that the best use of the money, which is basically what Mike was raising. We talked with him about this on Friday. Mike Kohler is the elected newly, relatively, newly elected commissioner for District uh, 2. Mike, welcome to the Pensacola Morning News, sir. Good morning, Andrew. How are you today? Man, I am doing great. Great to have you. Let's start with that broadband decision because you and I chatted a little bit about this uh, offline and I ran the math on the just $6 million that the proposal, which, of course, the board accepted for one, you were in dissent because you thought that we shouldn't be doing this project at all this way. Um, $6 million divided by 4,000 locations is $1,500 a pop. You said that you had a way that you could provide qualified internet to the unserved areas cheaper to save money and spend it on other things like storm to sewer, or, uh, sewer uh, septic to sewer, which I totally agree with, but I didn't follow the math. What was your idea here? Yeah, that's the first thing. Your math is off a little bit, Andrew. So the county did something called the McGillan study, and that was done on January 14, 2021. In that study that the, the Board of Commission approved way before I got there, there was about 3,000 people in the entire county, according to that study, that was underserved. Now, I know some people disagree with this, but when I asked them uh, where they got the 4,000, 
Uh, they just said that was from FCC. The true number above Muskegee Road of households I put out there was 10,600. The national standard of people that do not have Internet, according to a Pew study, is 7%. That would mean that basically just under 40% of the people in the Phase 1 don't have Internet. It's just not, it's just not a fact. So if you were to take the $6 million that the county said they were going to put out up to $10 million, and if you remember what Jeff asked, he said, how much are you really going to need for this? They're going to go back to the state ARPA money and ask for an additional $18 million. So it's not $6 million that's going to go into this. It's going to be over $24 million. And they already have what they call business satellite on their civil plan for $99 per month that meets the actual ARPA requirements for 25 millibytes for download and three for upload. It's just, it's just too big for me. I know my fellow commissioners believe that it's uh, built like an infrastructure system, but here's the problem. If you look at the FCC broadband system, which they also disagree with this, and I only have to go with, I can only go with what I have out there as facts, right? I can't sure. make up stuff that I, I can't prove. The FCC broadmap has the majority of its Candy County covered with the ARPA requirements. Now, you got to come to a decision to decide, do we want to go above and beyond and build a rocket ship infrastructure system, or do we want to use this money in different ways? And that's, that's kind of where I'm at. No, and, and I follow that. That was the original position that I had on this. And I think I, I mean, I agree with you. I, and I said this, I would not have voted for this project. I would far rather see the money get used for septic to sewer. And if we need to put in some money in order to help people have minimum standard access to broadband in completely unserved areas, I mean, I'm, I'm fine with that. That's very different from 24 to $30 million of money from whatever well, funding well, comes from. Let's go back to the McGowan study. The McGowan study said even out of those 3,000, at best, they think eight, 1,840 people in the county had signed up. I don't know if you, how much you know about the RFP process in this case, but that was another whole problem. Cox did a protest. Right. He had a board. Yep. And so for me, there were so many things that could have been just a little bit cleaner on this. But if you look at something called the Affordable Connectivity Program, and I'm not advocating for any of these companies, but Cox, had, they all are, are able to uh, use this program. Cox currently has a program for $10 a month. So if you were to take, let's say, 3,000 people, and you can also buy them computers and everything on this, we could pay for these 2,000 people for years. And let me, let me share this with you. The spending's not stopped yet. We're going to have phase two. And the county said they will spend up to $12 million on phase two yeah. to, for this project. No, no, I, I, I agreed. And again, to me, it seems like we're taking people who deliberately live in a sparse, undense area and suffer a consequence because of that, that there's not hardwired infrastructure for Internet to their home. And we're coming in after the fact and giving them a highway when we don't have to and there are cheaper ways to do it. That that I completely agree with you. And again, better well, ways to spend the money. Oh, no, no. I, I think I'm agreeing to you. I mean, here's my take on it, though. You know, and I understand what some of the other commissioners are saying. You got the money. You got to spend it. I was part of that in the federal government for years. We got a $31 trillion debt. Just historically, I want to put this out there. When this ARPA fund of bill passed for $1.9 trillion, Andrew, not one Republican in the House, even a Democrat, voted against it, and not one senator. And as soon as it, they load up the truckloads of cash to the state, everyone has political amnesia. I mean, it's like, you know, but, the, you know, I just think we could do better. 
with some of this money, and I'm not sure we're going down the right right path, but I will tell you, this is going to happen across all the states. I'm going to a broadband summit next week, and they're going to spend a lot of money across the country on this. I'm very interested to see uh, how much are we willing to spend. I don't know if you realized the meeting last week. There was a, one of the guys that came up for IBT said, well, we're spending over $100,000 per household in Alaska. Yeah. Yeah. How is that possible? Yeah, no, I, mean, I, I remember that. And yeah, no, I, I agree. The the aggregate amount of money that is being spent on this or some would say wasted on this is enormous. Absolutely. Now, I wanted to pivot just slightly because um, you made comments at the gun violence roundtable that Sheriff Simmons put on the other night. I thought they were quite good. And one of the things that you were talking about was your time as a nurse working in Oakland and seeing these guys who get involved in gang violence and shootings. And it was crazy, some of the stuff that I know you've seen. But you made the comment that after they've done the crime or after they've been a victim of crime, they have great regret. To me, that's one of the key things that we have to somehow manage to impart to these young people is being able to think how will I feel about this if it goes wrong? How will I feel about this if I get caught? How will I feel about – because that just future-oriented perspective is something that short-term right-now thinkers don't have that every citizen needs to have, right? Right, and that and that's why uh, my second comment uh, or third on that was messaging. You know, it's the same thing we do when you see a speed limit sign. You say, ah, oh, maybe it's better slow down a little bit. You know, we have to do some messaging, and, and there's a lot of different ways to do this. But, you know, no one that was, you know, a gangster and then all of a sudden is shot all of a sudden wants to be a gangster anymore. They want to, they want to just live, right. you know. And, and I think that, you know, I had a reflection point of seeing some of those things back, you know, that was a long time ago for me. But, but the bottom line is messaging is a huge part. I think what Chip's doing is good, though. He's bringing the sheriff. He's putting a lot of exposure out there for the community trying to bring awareness. But you know what? The truth, there isn't very many of those kids watching the gun violence program. Let's right, be honest. Right. We're, we we got to get to someone that knows those kids that maybe, maybe will say, you know, try to influence their life. But I think he's doing a, a positive job, and I think the group's really willing to work hard on this. Um, and I love the I love the landing point. I, I love the adopt a neighborhood, get in there and see what you can do to fix it, at least temporarily. I, you know, I love that as a landing point. Hey, hey last thing, Mike, before we let you go, uh, you've been in office now, what, about two months. Um, two how's months. it going? Well, I, I love the county staff. I'm getting to know the commissioners. You know, with Sunshine Law, it's almost like everything's a sterile environment. <laughs> in the diet, <laughs> yeah, I got it. But they're, everyone's being very friendly with me. Um, I can tell you, Andrew, the county employees are really, really good. They're working hard. You've got some great people doing some great things. I could talk 30 so minutes true. about stories. But, yeah, but yeah I, I'm loving it, and I'm trying to I'm trying to make some change for the people of District 2. Anything specifically that you're on that you've figured out or that you know might be a little bit oh, of a surprise yeah. to people? Well, you probably heard Commissioner May the other night talk about blight and all that. That was the first thing I started working on with code, is, is, and the code officers are doing a great job. Um, like I mentioned, the TPO meeting, everyone's worried about Gulf Beach Island. They feel it's super dangerous. I think I think we'll get that road changed in the next four years. It looks like it's moving up to 2025. But uh, those are the two big things right up front that we're working on to try to make an, a, an impact right away. Very but good. There's a lot of things, Andrew. 
Well, I, it's a busy job. It is certainly no part-time job if you're doing it right, and uh, I appreciate that it's a I steep learning curve. I'm there every day. <laughs> I know, no, I know, I know. Uh, some, some of the others do not do it that way. So I, well, Bender does it that way. So I appreciate that. Mike Kohler, new uh, county commissioner for Escambia County District to the southwest corner. Uh, Mike, as always, uh, thank you so much for the time. Thanks for being available, and uh, keep up the good work, sir. I know it's a lot. Uh, have a great weekend, Andrew. You bet. And by the way, I guess I can't really describe District 2 as the southwest corner anymore. I was thinking about that, how, you know, uh, because Jeff Bergash um, uh, annexed Perdido in that area to the west that, in Interary Island. So I guess District 2 is sort of like center west south. <laughs> hey, I'm a District 2 person. Are you still? Yeah. Okay, I guess you are. Yeah, Myrtle yeah, Grove. Grove right? yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Anyway. I say David and I, but we don't live together. I don't want anybody. Else. Don't, don't, don't want to get the wrong no, impression. Yes. Yeah. That's when gross is, for what him. is he writing down over there? Yeah, stop laughing. saying that. Sure. You're gross, Candy. 549 <laughs> here on News Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew McKay. Oh, by the way. a small no, business no, owner. No, 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 we can do it. I was just going to say. Oh, I didn't way, mention at the sorry. beginning you played Icicle Works. One of my all time favorite new wave songs. Great song. Yeah, song. So, anyway, that was good. That's it. We should form a band. <laughs> called can the Myrtle Grovers? Wait, no. Yeah, it's called the Myrtle Grovers. I have no skill. You don't have to have a skill. I got no skill. Put me on the recorder. I don't, I'm not even good enough for that. Can you play it with your nose? I wish. As a small business owner, what keeps you up at night? Just knowing if your email got hacked or your phone system went down, it could cost you thousands in revenue as well as your reputation. That's where Data Revolution comes in with their unique position to take care of you and your business IT support, phone systems, cybersecurity, and more. Secure it and sleep better at night by going to datarevs.com. Winner of the 2021 Best of the Bay for IT support, datarevs.com. The cost of health care is all in the news. Tune in tomorrow morning at 10 on the Pensacola Expert Panel as ProHealth will be the guest and will be discussing how ProHealth medical membership programs can help you take out the stress and cost of health care. That's tomorrow morning at 10 as ProHealth will be the guest on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Here's what's happening around Pensacola this week. Take in a brown bag lunch with the Pensacola Opera next Tuesday. The free show starts at noon and runs about 45 minutes at the Opera Center. PensacolaOpera.com for more information. Join in the Pensacola Chamber's Women in Business Coffee Get Together Friday morning at the Pensacola Chamber office. The Women in Business Council promotes women at all levels in the workplace. PensacolaChamber.com for more. Find more events and submit yours at NewsRadio923.com. You know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune in to What Your Money Would Say with Andrew McNair of Swan Capital, Saturdays at 1, to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do all the things you've dreamt about doing in retirement. Don't miss What Your Money Would Say with Andrew McNair, Saturdays at 1. Firm offers insurance services, advisory services offered through Swan Capital, LLC. News Radio 92.3, Andrew McKay, Jenna Barr, Brian Kilmeade, Dave Ramsey, Bobby Rossi, and Lars Larson. Informative, local, dependable. Everybody liked Ed Earl, especially Ed Earl. I know that I know it. All right, so it's Gomer Pyle. You know, yes. It's, it's uh, Jim Neighbors. Uh huh. Okay, and uh, it's a little bit of a, a little bit of a one that you're a little bit surprised, maybe, if you go back and watch it these days. Here, I'll give you another one. That'll, uh, this this will clear it up right away for you. Give me just a second. I hadn't planned to do this, but uh, 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 there we go. Th th this will make it real obvious for you. 
It was the nicest little whorehouse you ever saw. Oh, yes! Yes, 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 yes! Golly! <laughs> Golly! And, you know, we, we watched, I saw that in the theater. I never saw this before until this weekend. It was one of those, like, I can't believe I've never watched this. And um, my wife and I watched this, and she's like, I can't believe Dolly Parton did this. Okay, <laughs> I'm I, like, but that's Dolly. Listen, I grew up in Houston, yeah. uh, fourth, fifth, and sixth grade. There was a guy named Marvin Zindler. He was like the guy in the news that would, oh, these people are doing you wrong or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, This was he actually did that. That was the character based on him. Oh, the, that, that was character. the uh, Don yeah. Deluise character, the TV the, uh, hit, uh, has a guy. blank house yeah, in it. Yeah. Oh, mercy, bless my soul. Yes, he played <laughs> that guy. And so the channel, the news, uh, the sports guy, by the way, was Dan Patrick. Oh, by the way, for that station. Okay. Yeah, so that was really cool. But he was like, this is based on me, and it's like, ah. Oh. Well, it's so not we, favorable to you. Yeah, that's right. We wrote it. We wrote in the back of our best friend's like pickup truck you know what i mean to go to the theater on the interstate yeah those were the smart days (laughs) that was fun that is a movie i think did not get made today so yeah there you go no but it's it's based on the facts yeah yeah right 554 on news radio 92.3 informative local and sometimes texas uh david wayne is in the newsroom (laughs) with our headlines david well president biden's attorney says six additional items now including more documents marked as classified have been found in uh, the president's delaware (laughs) home Ask, ask me what the number of documents is, and I'll tell you, well, what day is it? You know, that's the question. Exactly. Residence and his former D.C. office. The total number remains unclear. And that's NBC's Bree Jackson. Documents appear to be related, of course, to uh, his time as vice president and when he was in the Senate, a special counsel investigating that. A copy of the no-fly list apparently has now been obtained by a Swiss hacker. Uh, the list contains about 1.5 million names and aliases of people forbidden from flying. It was taken apparently from a uh, unsecured cloud server used by Commute Air, a regional airline in Ohio. Uh, the TSA is investigating that. And it's never too late, Andrew, if you ever want to start bear hunting. Oh, yeah. I'm not, I, I don't need to, but go ahead. I'm pretty sure. But I don't live in Gulf Breeze either, so. <laughs> well, a uh, 96 year old hunter in Pennsylvania successfully bagged his first bear recently. Jack Lewis talked to uh, Outdoor News. He says he was able to take down a 250-pound bear with the help of his son, Jack Jr., and a couple of friends. He plans to have a rug made. Wait, oh. they make it sound like they did it hand-to-hand. Well, maybe they did. Okay, I We don't know okay. how they do it in Pennsylvania. I, I'm telling you, three, might be three, three humans versus a 250-pound bear. My money's on the bear. In a, oh, fist, in a fist fight. Absolutely. You know, not in a gunfight because the bear's not going to win that one. But, you Won't know. Won't change their drinking laws, though. <laughs> so stupid. David, thanks so much for the update. 556 on News Radio 92.3. Um, oh, you know, we didn't talk about this last week. It's, um, it's one of those little, you know, vaguely horrifying kinds of things. Did you see the Ryan Reynolds ad? For, you know, he owns Mint Mobile, yeah, mobile right? right? And, you know, the chat GPT that is, we'll write you a paper or we'll, you know, they have AI out there that'll make you a painting or, mm-hmm. you know, theoretically we're about a year off from it'll make your morning news show. Um, <laughs> I don't know, but I tell he, be easier. he assigned chat GPT to write an ad for Mint Mobile in his voice. You no, ready? Yeah. You listen to this. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, owner of Mint Mobile. Uh, you know, we're always looking for ways to save you money. So this year... We're kicking things off with an ad that I created using ChatGPT, the AI technology. This is what I asked it to write. I, I said, I said, write a commercial for Mint Mobile in the voice of Ryan Reynolds. Use a joke, a curse word, and let people know that Mint's holiday promo is still going, even after the big wireless companies have ended theirs. This is what it wrote. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds here. Okay, so, so you get, I mean, he's, he said, write a, write a commercial like in me. Right. With all of these, these, uh, these like a curse word and right. Yeah, okay, so then he's reading... At first, I thought it was going to be ChatGPT would generate the ad in his That's voice. That's what I thought, too. Yeah. You know, you've got that, like, you know, three seconds of your voice. You can make it, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Uh, but it, but he's reading it. Okay, so this is Ryan Reynolds reading the text that ChatGPT put out. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds here. First of all, let me just say Mint Mobile is the shit. But here's the thing. 
all the big wireless companies out there are ending their holiday promos, but not Mint Mobile. We're keeping the party going because we're just that damn good. Give Mint Mobile a try. And hey, as an added bonus, if you sign up now, you'll get to hear my voice every time you call customer service. Just kidding, that's, that's not really a thing. And stay classy, everyone. That is mildly terrifying. <laughs> Compelling. It did everything it asked him to do. It even did two swear words. One yeah. mild and one a little bit stronger. Pulled off an anchorman. Pulled off a joke. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, like. <laughs> an homage. Wow. Oh my God. Like, it's, it's bizarre how fast this stuff, this generative AI is progressing. You know, and I, I mean, I'd, I'd make the joke, but, you know, I, I told you last week there was this woman who, um, she's kind of like one of the journalists who cover AI, and she said, you know, in her first book that uh, thirty in 2030, we'd have 90% of the internet would be written by AI. And she said, now 2025 now. I believe it. And, you know, it's funny because they make mistakes and they get things wrong and then they produce outrageous things. But, like, you've got this... Um, they become white supremacists. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it you, does. You've, you've got this one out now where they've invented an AI where you can pretend to talk to famous people in history, like Hitler. No, or no. Goering or Jesus or... Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, or Simon Wiesenthal, you know? Uh, I mean, like... I mean, we're at that point where you can feed it all of the stuff that these people have written or said and then it'll adopt a style and a perspective that is supposed to mimic that. You know, at some point, maybe the AI becomes like the better talk show host. Local Talk in the Afternoon with Bobby Rossi, 4 till 7 is on. News Radio 92.3, WNRP Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola.